Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. Hi, everyone. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And welcome to LOA Uncorked. Hi, Holly. <laughs> Hi, Gina. Guess what? What? We're wearing our sunglasses at night. I know. Who said that? Well, I don't remember. Corey Hart. Ooh. For real? Yes. Corey Hart, his one hit wonder is oh. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can. I don't know what he could do, but a lot of things, you know. <laughs> you know what? I once heard, and I think Rachel Zoe said this. Okay. Uh, okay. Sunglasses are the perfect do not disturb sign. Ooh. Right? Okay. Well, we want to be disturbed. Well, we, we're we in the attic. I think we technically are disturbed and we just don't, <laughs> by wearing our sunglasses, we don't share it with others. Okay, listen, Gina, the only thing better than being here with you right now is if we had a video so that people could see that we're wearing hats. The nonsense. Hats and sunglasses and it's what, 10 o'clock at night? I don't yeah. Know, yeah. Nine, yeah, something like that. We're channeling our inner beach Badassery. Vibe. Oh, yeah. It's about badassery tonight. Yeah. Because you know what we're going to talk about? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I love it when you do that. You know I love you. Okay, so like smoking hot ass. Smoking hot ass. Whose? Well, we're going to get into that. Oh. We're going to reveal. It'll be a big reveal. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now it's a cliffhanger. A smoking hot cliffhanger. Oh my God. Okay. So Gina. All right. All right. So I think it's really important for our audience to go back in time and think about those things. And I'm immediately going deep here with our sunglasses and our hat. <laughs> it's hard to do. I'm looking at you going, what the hell is going on here? But know. nevertheless, let's go back to our foundation when we were growing up. Yeah. And the things that people said to you that you've never gotten over. Oh, yeah. So girl, girl, yep. let me tell you, girl, I remember when I was 15 years old and I snuck out of my bedroom window. Ooh. Oh, I did. I never did that. I did it. Okay, but I was always a good girl. Like I never did anything bad, but I snuck out just to sneak out. Oh my god. I'm a firstborn. Can I just tell you what happened? Okay, shut. Okay, listen, listen to what I used to do. I used to make sure I put a ladder out there, okay? And I would Wait, this is premeditated? Oh god, yes. You have to premeditate this shit. Oh. How do you get away with it? Okay, so I was in my bedroom oh. and I jumped out and then my Parents came to the door. I'll never forget this. Came to the door and they're like, Holly. And I was like, oh, yes, God. but I was outside yelling from the window. <laughs> <laughs> so I would jump out and I'd meet, meet friends or boys out, out. Okay. But I was always good. Like I was never, I never did anything devilish. I was always a good girl. Well, why was this? But why the sneaking? Because it's fun. And, oh. you know, they made me come home early and I wanted to like sneak out and just like flirt with boys and, you know, do the, do the, whatever the teenage teenager. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the street corner. But I'll never forget. 
one night, okay, there was this guy named Rick. Okay. He was like, Aww. oh my God, Rick. Watch out, Ricks. Okay. Ricks so- are trouble. <laughs> he was so cute. Okay. I thought he was so adorable. Yeah. And we were out with Rick. And I think he probably wanted to make out with me, Gina. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, most Ricks do, but keep going. <laughs> I think he did. Okay. But just not because I was fabulous or anything, just because he was a boy. Because right? he's a Rick. <laughs> yeah. He's a Rick. <laughs> I'm sorry for. I, I, no, I, I, it's I, with all no. due respect, Rick. <laughs> I, I've never dated a Rick. I've never actually dated a Rick ever. No, me neither. No. But there, I kind of like, liked him. Does that mean Dick? Me, Rick? No, Rick is Dick. No, no, Rick no. is Richard, and Richard is Dick. Yeah. I think I've never understood why. Richard gets so many options. <laughs> they get rich. <laughs> they get yeah. There, there's a lot of options with Richard that are interesting. <laughs> Richard, Rick, Dick. I don't know. I don't know why there's so many options, and one just isn't the same as the other two. <laughs> I mean, right? Do you know of any other name that does this? I mean, no, no, okay. no, you don't. No, nope. so I've gathered myself together. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Things okay. that make you go, hmm. <laughs> I mean, why? I don't know. I, it's my, my I, I'm Holly hoping we will know this at some point. doesn't have any of those options. No, zero. No, it's a, with a Y or an I. I <laughs> or maybe an I E. Yeah, maybe an I E. I mean, I mean, Gina, if you're really creative, I mean, <sighs> I know. Trust me. Okay. Okay, so back tell to the me story. Back to I mean, I'm yeah. not sure even where I'm at, but like, well, what do you want to make out? Did, no, did no, you let's make not out talk about making out. No, this has nothing to do with making out. Okay. I just, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so we were hanging out on the street corner, okay. 92nd Avenue. Okay, oh. and nothing good. That happens. sounds uptown. Is it uptown? Oh, it's downtown in the hood. Okay, okay. nothing good happens there. And <laughs> I was with my girlfriend, and I remember walking across the street, and uh, I don't remember who was with the Rick, right. but some other guy. And um, the guy said, what do you think about that ass? And it was me walking away. And he goes, I've seen better. Who said I've seen better? Rick? Rick. The one that wanted to make out with me. Right. You know, and I, I mean, God, I mean, I was probably 15. I don't know. That was so many years ago. I still remember that. And you know, what's interesting is I never really thought about that. So here's the thing is I don't want to objectify us. It's like, we don't want to be known for our ass. Okay. But this is a body image thing. Right. And so um, all my life, I thought I had a bad looking ass. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean... I mean, what? Because Rick, I mean, is one he the Rick, connoisseur of asses? Right. Well, one Rick says something and, you know, all the other dicks listen. I mean, that's what happens. I think. I think that's I what mean, happens. Maybe. Okay. But like, listen, you know, so here's the thing about that, Gina. I think what we want to talk about today yeah. is that, you know, things that happen in your childhood still affect you today. So yeah. I'm going to talk about the fact that only recently, I mean, like I've worked on body image as most women have. And this, this podcast is not about body image and we'll talk about that, but we're going to talk about well beyond that is that, uh, I, my whole life thought I had an ugly ass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean right. like you'd be like, how does this look up on my butt? Okay. Like, you know, like, 
never looks good. And I look in the mirror and, you know, you really, how do you cock your head around to really look at your ass, Gina? Right. Well, yeah, you don't. I mean, yeah, you just Can you get a good perspective? No. 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 Okay, so. Not unless you're an owl. Right. Okay, and I'm not. So here's the thing about that, Gina. Yeah. I lived my whole life like that. And so at some point in time, I was like, I've dealt with body image issues. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, I've never dealt with my ass. <laughs> and I'm like, not that that's super important, but you know, your ass is part of your whole body. Well, I think anytime you have like a perception around a body image part of yourself that is, um, is less not positive, than, yeah, yeah, less it's than not positive. positive. You think, I will guarantee you, I, you could probably not count high enough about how many times when you walked away from somebody you thought, God, I hate my ass. Uh, or I don't look good enough. Or I don't look good I'm enough. I'm not worthy. Or whatever. I can't Even if tell it's you how many times. absolutely not accurate. I can't tell you how many times. It impacts how you engage in the world. Which is period. stupid because you think, oh, I'm objectifying. So some people would be all mad at me for saying this, but I always wanted to have a nice ass. And so what- Well, but it plants a seed you it have a very hard time getting rid of, especially so, when it's at such an influential part of your life, right? I, know, right? I was told when I was young and they bothered me for my entire yeah. childhood. I have very full lips. My entire child, I grew up. Okay, well, we paid for mid- that. I Gina. know in the mid seventies, you know, it was you know Farrah Fawcett and Cheryl Teagues and all these people with very thin, feminine. Um, well, lips. full lips are feminine, but-, but they weren't when I grew uh, up. Right, they were yeah. not when I grew up. Yeah, um, and as I got older, and as you know, what was cool and popular and trendy yes in body image because body image tre- is trendy too just like clothes just yes. like hats just like the well, glasses yeah, I think we're the wearing Kardashians helped my ass to look better because <laughs> no they had big asses and small waists and I was like okay finally we've got somebody with some hips and some ass exactly Ex- exactly yes. now you're back to the Greta Garbo right. and Sophia Loren and all those and yeah ex- exactly I mean all those really skinny everybody was skinny so I yep. never I was the one with the curves yes. I was the one with the bigger ass and small waist and I remember getting made fun of for my lips my fat lips oh my they God, called are them you fat kidding? lips oh yes no 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 and I was a chubby kid too so I mean the lips matched the rest of the oh the body my God image. but I'm telling you to everyone says exactly what you just said to me today I would we pay, pay for that for it's, your lips. And even if like, I pay for them, they'll never look that good. It's filler. Well, but then they'll, they'll never they'll look never this look good. Like, it's like curly hair. If you don't have naturally curly hair, it'll never work. Right. So I just remember being mortified. And I, I have kind of was able to turn that corner because partly because what I had was popular, which yeah. is not the right way to look at it, but it, but it, helped me because it was probably in my mid to late 20s when, you know, people with fuller lips, you know, Gina Davis and other people like that, that came along that were then kind of the it girls yes. and attractive and interesting. And right. I thought, well, okay, finally, I kind of look like the some of those gals. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. like you. And now I love my lips. I would never trade them, but I hated them when I was young. I mean, I wished every morning when I got up and I looked in the mirror and they were still full like they are today. I'm like, Oh my God. And I love, it's so beautiful. And you know, so the trends have changed and you know, we want to go beyond body image. The body image follows a trend. I was talking, I know I was talking to a friend of mine the other day at work and she was saying that her 
first husband, she's been married for a long time to her second husband, but her first husband, they were engaged and he said, well, let's wait for the marriage until you lose 30 pounds. And I was like, holy crap. That's like, that's a like, go screw yourself. You're never going to have sex again. I I mean, honestly, I mean, right. Okay. Like, I mean, that is disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's like beyond what we're talking about here. But I just, I mean, it's one of those outrageous, like on the pole of what we're talking about, it's outrageous. Right. And then the other thing is, is that, and I've heard this before from other girls that are friends of mine, that they were told they don't have a math brain. Right. Right. And so then they grow up thinking that they don't, they can't do math. Right. Well, if you, th- Gina, we, yeah. we know this. If you think you can't do it, what? You You'll can't never do, it. do it. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. There's truth to that, but you've manifested a brain that doesn't do math. Right. Well, so, and I can come up honestly with six, seven, eight more examples of this sort of yes. thing. And it's not always body image. It's, no. you know, um, I don't understand the way you communicate. Um, well, yeah, talk about that, Gina, a little bit, because you always talked about how you didn't feel like you were a great communicator. And you're like, you're probably, you're a fabulous, you're the, one of the best communicators I know. Mm, and so can you. you like talk about like, where did that come from that you're not a good communicator? You know, I think part of it comes from that, you know, horrible uh, perfection gene. Okay. For me. The, okay. So some of it's mine to own. All right. Um, I think part of it is also just when you authentically communicate, sometimes you don't communicate in maybe the most linear way and the most um Do you have to be linear to no, be good? No, but 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 again Thank God, okay, because I'm not linear. Communication at all. is a two way street. Yeah. So right. I can communicate as authentically and um uh exceptionally as I can. But you are dependent upon the receiver to be open to it and be able to adjust and adapt to your communication style. And I do think I was early on, like I've said on the podcast before, I was a very articulate kid. I was very um, creative. I was very comfortable in my own skin for a long time until, you know, the, um, the, the, the human nature creeps in 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 your teens and early 20s where you want to be liked and special and exceptional and, you know, all those other um, terrible egotistical pieces of human nature, right? Um, It's normal, but it is what it is. And I think when I um, started listening, I I started to question whether I was a good communicator. And and, and the reality is- When was that though? When you were that age, that young of age? No, 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 no. Probably in my early 20s. When you were at Reba? Yep. When I was with Reba, I actually wrote an art. I wrote, I, so we did a newsletter every month for, for Reba's fan club. And I had to write the editorial um, section every month. Why did you think you weren't good? I actually. If you were doing that. I, I thought I was good at that point. Okay. And so when did it, it erode? When I had to stand in front of people, my confidence okay, wasn't there. Okay. Well, that, that's when I skill, moved on honey. to a very technical yeah. professional right. gig um, okay. at a higher clip. The way I communicate naturally is it's more creative. It's more creative. It's it's yeah. not as linear yeah. as the people that I was working with, and I kind of had to adjust. And I was told at one point I should probably go to a class to teach myself how to to write. I wasn't a very good writer, which oh wow, I've always been an exceptional writer. Okay. So I just had to shift my gears and adjust a little bit, um, and I have. But in doing that, you 
you, unless you're um, overt about yes. making space to be creative mm-hmm. in your writing and authentic in your writing, if you have to adjust, um, and we're going off on a whole writing tangent, which is not about writing, but no, whenever you but have I to like- adjust who you are authentically, you have to make space to keep who you are or you'll lose it. And you become some other version of yourself that doesn't feel quite right, right? Whether it's writing or how you look or how you present yourself in the world. Yeah, or but it's hard to be authentic. Ass, whatever it is. Because right? we're worried about being authentic. Okay, yeah, so it's hard yeah. to be authentic. But I think what you're saying, Gina, whether it's writing or your ass or... <laughs> the lips or... The lips or... it is. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, there's so many things. Whether yeah. you're not good at math. Yeah. Whether, I mean, I was always told I wasn't attractive. That was another thing. Okay. So I know. So it's these things that they come in weird. I mean, right. Okay. It's all crazy though. None of it makes sense. We're not going to, we don't need compliments. None of it makes sense. Right. We're whole as we are as people is what we're going to invite the audience to do is to flip that. So with my ass, (laughs) I started writing my affirmation. I have a smoking hot ass. Yeah. And I do. Okay. Like I wrote this affirmation and we're walking out of a restaurant. I'm like, yep. People are trying to look at the ass. Okay. Like, you know, (laughs) not that I want to objectify myself. It's just to play with the energy. Right. And to flip the energy and say, I'm worthy, even if my ass was bad. Okay. Like, I'm sure we're going to get all kinds of comments about this. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we're doing the ass just to be, you know, demonstrative a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. Okay. Yeah. But the point is, is I am a math wizard. Yes. I have beautiful lips. Yeah. I, I am, am a communication genius yes and yeah right oh girl you are a genius okay (laughs) i tie a red bow around that bad boy communication every time i land that airplane girl okay so what i'm saying is we want to i want you to take an inventory right of the bullshit you heard when you were a child and i want you to flip that on its head because it it does fulfill your destiny right and it makes you miserable. Well, can we like, before we flip it, can can you just like kind of giggle at it a little bit and chuckle about the- Making fun of the ridicu- ass? No, just the ridiculousness it of it. It is stupid. And how long it maybe made you somewhat beholden and like kind of almost like Should a, we laugh at that? Well, I do feel like a lot of that ancient stories and stuff that we tell ourselves, I, f- I do feel like it's- it's trivial and it's old energy. It's old energy well, that you can acknowledge yeah. as old energy. Let's and you go, oh gosh, that let's was flush cute that, that it out. was sort of there for a long time. And gosh darn it, it was there too long. And we got to move on and kind of giggle. Because I do think before you just, you know, completely denounce it, for me anyway, I kind of have to kind of giggle at it and go, okay, well, that was a lot of energy for a lot of nothing, right? Like lips yes, are kick ass. So why an, would I worry about those? How and can why, you flip it if you don't giggle at right, it? Right. How can I you think like, that's a good point. It's hard to, to let it go unless you just mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge it for what it is, mm-hmm. which is not accurate at all and Gina, old energy and move on. One of the other steps that's super important is to bless those people. So I bless Rick oh, for sure. that said I had a badass. Yeah. He didn't even say a badass. He just said he saw better. Okay, so, 
you know, I don't know. It's all relative, really. It's all relative. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's a Rick Dick, whatever. Okay, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah. bless those people that said that to you. So You I know re- they wouldn't say it today. No, and you know, Gina, if I can go down this little tangent, this is a personal tangent of mine that, I mean, you know, you know me, you know how I feel about this, but I feel like your words are your wand. Yeah. And we talk about magic here in uncorked land mm-hmm. of magic. And when you uncork that magic and use that wand, which is your word, you need to be very careful with how you relate to everybody. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to say to somebody that's going to change their life right. in either a positive or a negative way. So somebody's told me this once. They said, never talk yourself out of a compliment. And so I try very hard to <laughs> always think about everything. Like if I see you're wearing some glasses I like, I mean, you've heard me say this a million times, like, oh, I like your glasses. Oh, I like your hair. Yeah. You know, I'm always giving compliments Compliment. or I, when the waiter comes to the table, I look at them like you matter and I'm here listening to you. Right. It's not like a brush off thing. And because you never know how that's, what's going to happen. And even the rude ones, how do you know what's going on? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Gina, do you want to talk about that one episode that happened to you? Oh, on the airplane. On the airplane. Yeah, I, I mean, I Tell certainly that story. will. I, mean, I certainly like, will. And this I is will. a beautiful story. Yeah, it's it's beautiful, and it, it's it, honestly it was a little heartbreaking for me to even admit to you. I remember coming into the office. Um, I love that you admitted it. Probably, I don't know, two or three days after this occurred, and you know, I feel like um, I have certainly done my share of work in terms of you have showing up in the universe as the the wholehearted and and fully present person that I'm supposed to be and continuing to evolve and do a better job and 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 really truly being somebody that if I were to meet yeah I would enjoy yes. spending time with and would feel valued and appreciated and and um acknowledged in the world so all that said this was my big ass piece of humble pie for the month or year or God willing, maybe even two or three years. I mean, it was a big piece of pie. Um, So I was on a flight back from Spokane. I had uh, gone for work for, I don't know, a day. So it was a long day. Uh, Early morning flight, late flight back. Um, I uh, fly often. So I was one of the first folks on the plane. I was was, a row really close to the front of the airplane. Were you like a uh, window or aisle? I was aisle yeah. on this flight. And uh, so I was, you know, I don't know, the 15th person on this flight. And I got on the airplane and there was a man in the aisle or in the window seat, a gentleman in the middle seat and myself right next to okay. him. And okay. So three seats in. Yep, yeah. I had had quite the day, heavy, heavy work at the office. And so I was... I was kind of spent. I was ready just to have a quiet eat, ride home and um, quick flight back to Seattle. And and uh, I sat down. One of my biggest pet peeves in life is somebody who's disrespectful in yeah. terms of personal space. Totally. Or even just... Um, close talkers? Or just... just no, I don't like... Yeah, close talkers. Have I um, ever been a close talker? Just a few times. But <laughs> I usually feel comfortable backing you up. 
<laughs> but yes, there are people who are close talkers. I like a little space. I'm a big personal space person. I don't like, you know, okay. if I feel like I'm impeding on someone's personal space, I will be very conscious of that and careful. Um, so, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who just assume that they have the, the armrests, right? Um, and so uh, I had a gentleman in the middle seat that was legs in my space, arms on, not just on the yeah. armrest, like over, like, like totally elbows like, hanging in my lap kind of thing. And, and I was super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. I mean, it's and just, just your looked, personal space is just like taken up. It's awful. Yeah. No acknowledgement <laughs> energetically or even eye contact energetically. When I sat down, there was just... He, he stared didn't talk completely to you? straight. He didn't oh gosh. Say no. hi. He didn't talk to anybody. Completely stared forward. Um very in in my mind, I was I was annoyed. I thought it was inconsiderate and I thought it was rude. And I thought, Yeah. Come on. Like and, and clearly I thought so was because his, he was on the plane first, uh-huh. I thought he flew all the time. I thought, how he, there's some etiquette here that goes on. Was there like, entitlement going on yeah, here? Like yeah. almost like a mm. No, you fly all in all the time. You should know that you got to be courteous. Like, there's not a lot of so. Anyway, we we fly. Uh, flight attendants come do their service. How, how long is this flight? It's like forty five minutes, so oh. short. So it's a okay. quick flight up. Yeah. Um, the service is really quick. Uh, the flight att- because we're in kind of the premium class, they give these extra treats and things. And the flight attendant uh, talks to me, then you know, kind of moves through the aisle and and went to the gentleman next to me and asked if he wanted this treat. And he says he basically took what? it without really looking at her, acknowledging her. But he took the took, treat. Took the treat, set it on his lap. Was his arm still in your lap? No elbow in lap. Elbow. Arm not in my lap, but okay. elbow was definitely uh, hanging over. You. Yes, very yeah, very uncomfortable. And so was he then, a big guy? Um, he wasn't. No, he wasn't okay. big, but right. he, but he was he was an adult, so okay. he wasn't small either, right? right. <laughs> so <laughs> so then they uh, the flight attendant offers him a drink. He basically waves her off, doesn't even acknowledge her. Um, doesn't again doesn't acknowledge myself or the gentleman in the window seat and so i'm just the more i sit there the about? more i'm annoyed this I'm is 45 minutes of like me this stewing on the whole situation yeah, yeah, yeah. i was stewing on the whole situation and i yeah. kept kind of making up the story what about how asshole, rude right? and der- yeah total you know, asshole how he lacks his manners yep. and you know you know come on and this isn't how it works in the world this isn't how you behave and <laughs> so anyway we 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 land in Seattle. We're taxiing in. Everybody's sort of gathering their items. He's getting more demonstrative with his personal space. So he's in my space and his legs are all over. And I'm like super annoyed. And and he he reaches down underneath the seat in front of him. Yeah. And he so he's preparing, I think he's preparing to get off, which he was. He's preparing to get off the airplane like the rest of us. And he he kind of gathers a couple of items out of a bag that was kind of tucked under the seat yeah. in front of him. And and I'm kind of not paying attention because now I'm super annoyed. Like I'm just yes. ready to get off this airplane and go home because yeah. it's been a day, right? <laughs> and I'm annoyed by him. And, right. and we finally get to the gate. We're getting ready to stand up. Everybody's sort of got their stuff gathered. And I look over and he has a collapsed down cane because he can't see. Oh, he can't see. 
And I immediately felt this huge lump. Oh my God, Am I, I'm you getting could it again. Like this lump in my throat. And I thought, how dare I? Like to make all these horrible assumptions about who he is, how he behaves in the world when he is mm. an incredibly brave human being for going on a flight by himself. And he couldn't see when the flight attendant came right. to him. He couldn't ask for something to drink because he couldn't see it. He didn't know where his elbows and were. And I, he didn't know where I was at. He didn't know where his elbows were. He didn't know where his legs were. And he I thought, I probably am didn't know even what such that... an asshole. Like, you know, well, all you're that, not. Okay, well, you're but a all human. That humility around. You know, you don't ever take things for granted. You don't. You don't. You don't assume what you think you know. You always look for clues. Anyone who would be sitting in that seat who was on that plane before me needed help to get on the... I mean, it all like hit me as I yes. was realizing he did not he get wasn't off a when I got flyer. off. He waited until everyone was off the airplane, like anyone who needed assistance. Yes. And I thought I was a... I didn't show up in that moment for the a person who needed... Whether well, maybe it's guidance he didn't need or anything, he maybe but, didn't. He maybe didn't. But, but there, but but I think your I point wouldn't have is, known if he did, Holly. Oh That's God, the sad such part. Such a beautiful right? story, though. Well, you know what? Thank you for sharing. Okay, here, those those, those we've all done that. I know, but, but you know, when you're involved and you're story. doing your work and you're like humbled in those moments of. I mean, I cried when I first heard that story. My I daughter was ashamed cried to tell too. the story. I was, Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Shame is overrated and completely not good for your health. Yeah. But like it's an awakening. Yeah. It's not shame. It's an awakening. Well, I will to not know what's happening when you go to that Starbucks line or you go to that line and right. somebody is rude to you. Do you know whether their grandpa died that day right, or right, right. what happened to them? Right. We all are so nar narcissistic that we think it's about us or about respect. Yeah. And and we don't think about that. But your story is, is an amazing story yeah. about encourage us to tell it Gina well and and to continue to stay curious I would say and and open like uh, again I'm on a work flight home most people on that flight yeah in a work day at a 4 45 or five o'clock flight yes. a lot of it is commuter travel right it is not normally people going on vacation or people transitioning and yeah uh, certainly not somebody with um, a, a, a challenge or um, um, you know, a gentleman who needs help like that. Again, I, I think I know what that looks like. I clearly don't know what that always looks like. And so staying curious and going, gosh, why doesn't he, why is somebody in this seat number seven in the middle who is on before me? Why is he not like it? I should have been able to figure that out. Well, I mean, I am okay, very so curious here's the other stuff thing like I'm going to say and, about this. No, no, no. I'm going to cut you off. I have to cut you off because... As usual. It, it's it's important here. <laughs> okay. And the audience will agree that we beat ourselves up yeah. about not seeing the signs and not being a good enough human and not being yeah. compassionate enough. It's all bullshit. Okay. You know, this is a lesson... And you had that lesson. Now you're sharing it with all of us. And imagine how beautiful that is. You need to have that lesson. Yeah. And so the shame, skip the shame, skip the beating yourself up about it and go straight to lesson. Right. And, 
you know, we can learn from that, that, that judgment and that, and I think we've, I mean, I, I think we're on topic. Okay. But yeah. And I forget how we actually, actually got here. Gina. <laughs> okay. But somehow we got here. I mean, but the story is this is, I think I know where we were going because I was going off on a tangent and you came yeah. with me. Yeah. Thank you for coming with me. That was a brilliant story. <laughs> I appreciate that story, and I love that story. It makes but me I will cry. just tell you what, I will never forget his face, no. even though I w- could not, f- within, you know, seven seconds sooner, I could not get out of there soon enough. I know. I will never forget that man. I bless him all the time. I actually sat down as I got off the gate, and I realized he wasn't behind me because he couldn't be. Um, I got into the uh, terminal, and I actually sat down and took a moment because I, I really needed to, like let that soak in, not be myself up over it, but certainly acknowledge it and ensure that I did my very best human self to not ever let that happen again. I love that. That's so beautiful. And you know, I mean, I know you know this, Gina, but I, um, I have a thing about walking past people and blessing people on a regular basis. Yes, you do. You're very good at that. I, I mean, think about it all the time. On the street corner, I'll see some. I saw somebody that was obviously a little challenged mentally and not doing well, and I sent so many blessings. I don't always give money, but right. you know, you can't always do that. But I always send blessings and or somebody that looks that's sitting at a bus stop and doesn't look happy. Yeah, and I'm driving by them. I send them blessings. I do this all the time. It's my like, it's my mantra. Mm-hmm. So I I think that the tangent that we're going down that I love, and we're going to tie this up here pretty soon, <laughs> is, you know, Gina, I believe in walking gently yeah. in this world. Yeah. And when I mean what I mean by that is that we choose our words very wisely. Does that mean we don't screw up? We're human. Yeah. We're not meant to be perfect. Perfection is an illusion. Yeah. And and when we do screw up, we humbly, like you just did, such a beautiful thing that you mm-hmm. just said. We understand it and then we teach from it. Yeah. So others can benefit because they'll remember next if I can guarantee you anybody on this podcast that gets on a flight mm-hmm. and has the same situation and says, Okay, what just happened here? Right. And am I assessing this properly? Is this person really Stay an curious. asshole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 it'll it'll go it'll transcend the airplane. Yep, yep. So what we walk gently in the earth because I really believe, and I know you know this is that when we die, I feel like we get a life review. And so some people call that actually purgatory. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't mm. want to define it, okay? But mm. I think that when we die that there's this time where we can feel what we did for everybody, whether it's positive or negative. Right. And I want to feel all the positive things. I want to feel the blessings I gave people. I want to feel the path that I walked on that was light. It wasn't perfect, but it was light. Right. And when we think about if that's the sole purpose in life is to have joy, connect, walk lightly, right? Then there's no room for judgment. Well, and go easy on yourself because I do. Think I do believe people, that too. Yeah, people who are listening to this podcast are no different than you and I, Holly. We're, yeah, we're dabblers in yes the universal give and take and karma and yes and understanding and 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 higher self and guidance and up leveling and 
with that comes some judgment sometimes around yes. I'm not good enough or gosh, I've done all this work and look what I just did. And yeah. like, like it erases everything you've done and it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. Yeah. So I think it's important that we all have some grace. Yes. Do the work every day as much as you can do it. We're all going to be human. We're all going to make mistakes. We're going to judge when we shouldn't have judged and we should have loved and blessed. Yes. And, and we just have to figure out how to reconcile those things and be able to move on and continue the work because it would be easy for, especially for those of us with yes. that perfectionism gene to like say, crap, I got to start all over. I just screwed that up. Like, you know, and, and it's important that every once in a while we're going to have some missteps and that's okay. As long as you're learning from this, the mishaps and you're moving in the right direction and you will never forget that yeah. man's face ever. So I think we need some practical application. Okay. And in my world, I think practical application looks a little bit like we think about those things when we were young that impacted us that were negative mm -hmm. and assess whether they're still impacting you. Like my ass was impacting me. Okay. You know, so math brain, I'm not good at math. I see that. I, I know somebody that deals with that right now. Yes. And so let's flip that and say, I have a smoking hot ass. I have a brilliant math brain, just like Bill Gates. I right. mean, you know, oh like gosh. let's back just, to Bill Gates I again. Know. Oh, hotness, Mr. Hotness. Okay. So, <laughs> I know, Gina, you know, some yep. things, you know. I know. Yep. If it's there, it's there. It's just there. It's there, it's there. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> We're sorry, Bill. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Another sexual har harassment uh, <laughs> citation right. from Gina. Okay, citation, so, yep. I'm so noting your file. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're going to do that, Gina, and then yep. we're going to check in. So we're going to flip it. So make sure you flip that statement to something that works for you and keep that as your mantra. Yep, and your I, internal dialogue. That's your, your internal dialogue. Internal dialogue. Every day, smoking hot ass. I'm a math brain. I'm yep. a math genius. These lips are, are incredible. Beautiful, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And... Keep going, and we love you. Thank you for listening, and have an amazing couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.